The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx and is sponsored by me and my company, D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com, where you can get a website design, web hosting, presentation design, all sorts of cool design and new media services. I can even design the cover art for your podcast like I've done for my own podcasts or for even some others' podcasts. Check out my portfolio at djosephdesign.com so you can see some of the work that I've done for other people and get an idea of the kind of services I can offer you. You have a message that deserves to look great. So make your next message look or sound great by hiring me to design or produce it for you. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 13, interviewing Fred Castaneda from Struggling Entrepreneur, part one. Welcome to another edition of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle. This is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, with organization, and with dialogue. And today, we're going to especially focus on all three of those, the pod of podcasting, but as well, we're going to especially focus on the dialogue because joining me via Skype is another podcaster with many podcasts behind his name, The Struggling Entrepreneur and many others that he'll no doubt list. Joining me via Skype is Fred Castaneda. Before we get into the exciting conversation and discussion I'm going to have with Fred, I want to tell you about my sponsor, GoToMeeting, brought to you by Citrix. They've got something really cool out now, and that is an iPad app. It's a free app built specifically for the iPads so that people can access their meetings from an iPad. So no longer do people have to be sitting in front of their computers, like a Windows or a Mac computer, but they can be on their iPad anywhere and join the meeting that you're hosting through GoToMeeting. It's built specially and works great. It's super easy so they can attend a meeting at a hotel, on a beach, wherever. They just download the app and join your session in seconds. And they can still see your computer screen and hear your audio and all of that, or hear it through the phone. My listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, you must visit gotomeeting.com slash techpodcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash techpodcasts for your free 30-day trial. Thank you for joining me, Fred. Uh, it's always an honor to be with the ramen noodle. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so you interviewed me on the struggling entrepreneur, and that's at strugglingentrepreneur.com. And uh, you have this huge array of podcasts behind you, not just struggling entrepreneur, but much more than that. Oh yeah, I've got uh, I've got thirteen podcasts now. Just started yet another one this last <laughs> month, and I I only been podcasting for about five years, and so I find you know that starting a podcast and creating content on something that you you have either a desire to tell a story or passionate about 
is, is great. And oh, by the way, when you said passion, organization, and dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, that's a new twist on the word because everybody always thought it, uh, you know an iPod was pa- personal on demand. Ah. <laughs> but you took <laughs> you took it a step further. I like what you did. It is about your passion. It's about how you organize. And it's about how you dialogue with others, especially your community. Yeah. So many people think, do I need an iPod for podcasting or to listen to podcasts? No. But you need a pod to podcast, and that's P O D, passion, organization, and dialogue. Correct. Well, tell me about uh, yourself and some of the podcasts that you do, or all of the podcasts that you do, and. Um, I'll warn everyone ahead of time. There are going to be a lot of links in this episode. Yes. Well, I've got 13 of them. I don't have them all in front of me, but just from memory, I started out with um, with a podcast just to get into uh, the nuts and bolts of learning how to podcast. You see, I used to be, well, for your listeners, let me just tell them I'm not a spring chicken right now. As a matter of fact, everywhere I've gone and every New Media Expo, every podcamp, every event about podcasting, I happen to be the oldest person there that's a podcaster. Let me just say that I'm in my 60s, all right, even though it may not sound like it. But yes, I am a, a very youthful um, senior and, uh, shall we say, a mature gentleman. But uh, I, uh, I actually went to college and studied TV and film um, production way back in the 50s and 60s, and uh, unfortunately, I had to take a detour because of the Vietnam War, got drafted at number 29 on the first draft, came back, finished college, finished everything, and uh, was in the corporate grind. I actually went and spent 31 years at IBM, small little firm in New York. You may have heard of it. <laughs> it was the largest computer company for, I think it still is for the, a long time. And I did systems engineering, and I also got into uh, corporate, uh, excuse me, corporate marketing communications. And that's when I started taking my podcasting skills and putting them into corporate America. As a matter of fact, one of the podcasts that isn't even listed on your list of 13 is one called What's New on IBM TV. It was a podcast from 2006 to 2009. It's still there, but it's not really being uh, created. So I loved uh, what I heard in podcasting as soon as uh, a friend of mine showed me what iTunes was about. I got an iPod. I started listening to podcasts and uh, Daniel, may I, may I use the word obsessive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because I probably fit that description too. Right. Passion is not even enough, but obsessiveness with just what podcasts were, what they did, especially in 2005 and 2006, when it's really started taking off, it was something that I just enjoyed, mainly because it was a way to, to broadcast. Having come from TV and film where you, it was so difficult to get anywhere in the media, even to create anything in audio or, or video. This was an easy way. And so I started my first podcast uh, five years ago, and it was called Arriba, Folklorico Music and Dance of Mexico. I don't know if you're aware of it, but I used to be a a dance teacher at the University (laughs) of Loyola. Oh, 30 years ago, I used to teach dance. And also I taught the the practical application of how to actually do the dances. And I also taught a three-unit course on the history and survey of culture with the dance and music. So, yeah, I've been a part-time university uh, professor in my years at IBM, but the podcasting really caught me because you could really be a producer. You could do all three things. You could produce, you could publish, and you can promote. And those, those were just wonderful. So that's how I came to, to do podcasting. After that, I took a course on podcasting from one of my mentors. You may have heard of Paul Colligan. Yes. Yeah. He, I was one of his first mentees back in uh, 2006. And uh, I took his podcast secrets course and learned the ABCs of how to create a podcast to monetize it. Not the nuts and bolts of how to do it, 
That, believe it or not, I picked up from uh, a good buddy of mine. You may know him, too. He's always been at these events. His, his name is Jason Van Orden. Mm-hmm. Jason Van Orden wrote the book Promoting Your Podcast. Well, he also had a free tutorial way back in 2005, and it was called uh, Creating Your po- or How to Record Your Podcast, How to Create a Podcast. It's still free, and it's like five little segments of five-minute Camtasia files and demonstrations on a blog that he had. And I went through it. Step by step, you know, following the bouncing ball, I said, well, this isn't that difficult. So I started podcasting. And next thing you know, I had all this wonderful story content. I had a lot of messages I wanted to give out. I had a lot of audiences I wanted to support. So I got into podcasting. And lo and behold, you see the list there. Some of them are fee. Some of them are free. Some of them are on iTunes. Some of them are for restricted audiences. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff there. And uh, one guy always says to me, Fred, everywhere you go, you're just creating content. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. That's what I am. So um, that, that's how I got started into podcasting, and, you know, it led up to 13 podcasts right now. So uh, can you name some of those podcasts? Now, all of the links for these will be in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 13. But can you name some of these for us? Yes. After I started podcasting the uh, Riba Folklorico Music and Dance, I did it on, on the blog <clears throat> with Blogspot. I actually went to Blogger to start it, and that's the last time I actually started something on Blogger. Mm-hmm. Then I, I went to uh, PodPress. I met another one of my mentors. His name is David Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Yes, you probably I know, uh, him. know him. Yeah. And he and I got to be good buddies at the Podcast and Portable Media Expos. And then uh, I... I started seeing what he was doing. He was doing seven podcasts at that time. I thought I could never, ever do that much. Well, guess what? I surpassed him by almost double. But I started a podcast called The Struggling Entrepreneur, and it was started in, I think, 2007. Right now, I've got close to 200 episodes there, and it deals with, um, and that's the one that you were on, people who are into small businesses, they're their own bosses, or they are aspiring or recently launched entrepreneurs. It's about their stories. What was their success story? What what caused them to have lessons learned? What would they share with the audience? And then we also interview different people who have organizations that support entrepreneurs and small business owners. Then after that, I created a podcast to monetize, and that was Gain Control of Your Day at gaincontrolofyourday.com slash podcast. It really is something that I've been teaching for 20 years in corporate America. It's basically a personal productivity seminar, time management, and it's six months long, believe it or not. Uh, and I use PremiumCast, which happens to be uh, an infrastructure. It happens to be a platform created by Paul Culligan called Nanocast now. But it delivers a one-to-one RSS feed directly with your, with your customer. They buy it on iTunes, and then they get 28 files immediately. And then every week or two, it starts giving them more content for six months. Why? Because the type of class that was, which is like a time management seminar, you have to develop these skills, internalize them, and learn them as instinct as habits, and over the course of six months, all the materials are delivered over the podcast channel. The, the, the documents, the spreadsheets, the PowerPoint slides, as well as the audio files, etc. It's all delivered that way, and it's um, close to six months long. That was gain control of your day. Then I got into supporting different organizations, Daniel. I support the veterans, especially veterans groups like the 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, they have a podcast for the chapter, which, by the way, happened to be the, the commander of that chapter, and it's called the Animal Chapter. So I created a podcast for them, and I also had a podcast that I've been doing for a couple of years now, and that's called uh, the Combat Infantryman's Badge podcast at www.cibaustin.org. And that's to help disadvantage veterans, especially the ones that come back from combat and have the scars of war. As you know, I'm a combat veteran myself, so I wanted to give us an outreach and help that community. 
and they're both free, but they're not on iTunes. And the reason they're not on iTunes is, you know how iTunes has a tendency for people to leave uh, feedback that's not really appreciated or appropriate. And I just said, you know, I don't want veterans reading that kind of stuff, especially if it's uh, something that's inappropriate. So I, I don't put those on, on, uh, on iTunes. And then I use Premium Cast to create a couple of other podcasts. There's a book that was written by a buddy of mine who was in Vietnam in the same unit I was in just a couple years earlier. And it's called The Jungle Warriors. By the way, Daniel, it's being made into a movie right now by Juara Productions in Hollywood. Be out probably in 2011. True story of Bobby Briscoe and his, uh, his story and his life in the Vietnam War during his tour of duty. So I did the 35 episodes there, put the book together. It really is an audio book. Put it up on premium cast with a one-on-one RSS feed so people can get it. The book's been out of print, gosh, for since 1996. And so people can get the, all the audio episodes along with the musical score from the movie, along with an introduction and my, my own forward and things like that. It's 35 total episodes. They download them immediately, and it's cheaper than the book. I also did another book called Casablanca to V.E. Day, A Paratrooper's Memoirs. Story of a guy, his life story, but not in Vietnam. It was World War II. He was the very first paratrooper to jump in the 82nd Airborne in Sicily, in Salerno, and Operation Market Garden, the invasion of Holland. You remember the movie A Bridge Too Far? Yes. He was one of the guys that rode across that river to take the Nijmegen Bridge. He also fought in the Battle of the Bulge and Anzio. The guy is almost 90 years old. He's 89 years old right now, still alive here in San Antonio. So I did an interview with him, and I put that in my CIB. But I also did the audio narration of the book, and I'm monetizing it that way, giving him and Bobby their royalties, etc. But, you know, it's $7.00. And then I got into more entrepreneurial um, traits. We have something called Entrepreneur Tools Online, which, by the way, just launched last month, entrepreneurtoolsonline.com. That happens to be all the tools and education and instruction that you need as an entrepreneur if you're an aspiring entrepreneur or you want to launch your small business and you don't know what you need to know. This gives you everything you need to know in the area of finance with another podcast that I had, which is called Finance for Startups, finance number four, startups.com. Another podcast that, uh, that I included there was Gain Control of Your Day as well for productivity. And then I'm getting another course developed right now, uh, which is called DIY Marketing for Small Business. Those three are going to be offered. The podcast is up there. I've already got a couple of episodes, but it's really going to offer the entrepreneur, especially the aspiring entrepreneur, what uh, the information, the skills, and everything else that they need to know. The spreadsheets, the templates, the audio files, the video files the PowerPoint slides, everything they need to know for capitalization finance so they don't fail because they run out of money or undercapitalized or because they're too overwhelmed, it'll help them to get the skills so that they can, shall we say, they'll be able to accomplish more in less time with better quality, reduce stress. And then the third one is going to be how do you market, especially small businesses, what do you need to know in order to market effectively in the area of your brand promise, your customer promise, how do you create your brand? Also, how do you promote your brand? And how do you do word of mouth and social media marketing? And uh, then I also became the organizer of a podcaster's meetup here in Austin a couple of years ago, about three years ago. So I created a podcast for that. And strangely enough, I used the platform of Podomatic. And the reason I did that, Daniel, was not quality. I did it so that whenever I left and turned the, the group over to someone else, because I wanted everybody to take turns running the group, a meetup is better that way, right? When everybody shares oh, yeah. the responsibility of leadership. Well, I wanted something that I can easily just give them the ID and password and say, there it is. It's free. Anybody can use it. 
And it's uh, one of the simplest cookie-cutter approaches to podcasting ever. So I have uh, two or three podcasts that way. I have one called the Austin Podcasters Group on Podomatic. I have another one that's called the Community of Five Podcast. And another one that's called <clears throat> the iPad Entrepreneur Novice Users for, for Business and Entrepreneurs. So I have those as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I have a, a couple of other podcasts I started, but I can't even remember what they are. But there are 13 in total, and you have the links. But I think that gives you an idea. Everywhere I go, anytime that I'm attending a, a business conference like this last one I attended called Product Camp, it's a bar camp-like conference, but you've heard of them, right? Product Camp, not Pod Camp, but Product Camp. And it happens to deal with everybody who's a product developer, product creator, product marketer, product manager. And they just opened it up with an entrepreneurial track. And 80% of the people there are entrepreneurs or small business owners, usually first-timers. So needless to say, I'm there interviewing the director, interviewing the guy who organized it, interviewing people who attended it, and also giving the entrepreneurs the, the value of attending this free type bar camp style like unconference because they can get to know different people. They can get to know their uh, – they can increase their networking, and they can learn because it's an educational sharing environment, and it's all for free. So th- these are the types of things I look for. That's why someone's saying, gosh, you're always creating content. You're always recording with all your recorders. What do you carry in that bag, a PC bag that weighs 45 pounds? And I said, mainly, it's recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, – to answer your question, <laughs> those are the podcasts that I have. Wow. So it, what few people whose heads have not exploded yet, they can get the links to all of those at the audacity slash 13. So with all of these podcasts that you have and you've started and completed and passed on, and no doubt you probably have ideas for other ones that you'll start in the future. Oh yeah, I do. I have a couple of them that two of them are going to start in the next couple of years. <laughs> you are extremely passionate about that. And all of this, and people can hear that. I can hear that in your voice. What? Well, first of all, is this your full-time job that you do? (laughs) I retired from IBM about a year and a half ago and jumped into this full-time. So, yes, my business card says podcaster. It really says podcaster, all my business cards. And people say, what? The only one that I didn't put podcaster on was for finance for startups. See, I have eight business cards, Daniel. Mainly because I have eight different audiences. You, you're not going to give a veteran a business card for a struggling entrepreneur, right? No. Right. And you're not going to give an entrepreneur, small business owner going to a pod camp, you're not going to give them the combat infantryman's badge or, you know, the, uh, the 82nd Airborne. Strictly different audiences. So I have business cards, but all except for one of them, which I'm the managing director for a joint venture that I had for finance for startups, I, my title is podcaster. Now... That goes against the grain with a lot of guys like Paul Culligan, you know, and Paul has been a good mentor, but he says, no, don't tell them your technology. Tell them what you do. Tell them I help small businesses do this. And I said, no, I'm a podcaster. It's really what I do all day. And that, that signifies a lot. And by the way, it gets the juices flowing for networking because people say, really? What is that? Because if they haven't heard it or if they have, they say, you know, I heard about that. Is that like the iPod? Then you go and basically what you're, because they asked the question, what are you being given liberty to do, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Give your presentation yeah. <laughs> and describe what you do and the value that you have. And later on, they'll say, hmm, that's interesting. And then I show them multiple business cards and they go, wow, you do this full time? I say, yes, I'm a podcaster. It's like saying I'm a, a, a broadcaster and I broadcast everything in the spectrum from entertainment, leisure, games, drama, television, everything. Then, you know, it's a, it's a different way of 
of saying that, but I am very passionate and obsessive is the word. When I first started, Daniel, I was listening to podcasts every single moment of dead time, even while in the shower or cooking breakfast or drying clothes or driving or going to the gym or walking or anything, going to the store, people were seeing me with headphones. Why? Because I was listening to podcasts. I couldn't get enough of them. And, you know, people who are obsessive, they usually learn a lot, Oh yeah. especially if they're learning from podcasts about podcasting, which I did. So I subscribe to over 100 podcasts a week. And I listen to them all the time. Yours was one that I just recently, you know, got into back in June. That's where I found out about you. But I've been listening to, you know, Colligan since the very beginning, Dave Jackson since the very beginning. I've been listening to all the the pundits who are in the podcasting environment, you know, Doug Kay and Michael Gohagen and all these guys. Yeah. So you and I are very similar in that sense that we consume a lot of content, but you're putting out a lot of content too. And somehow you must have more hours in your day than the rest of us to be able to consume all of this content and produce all of this content. Or do you podcast while you're listening to podcasts? Are you no, no, that skilled? No, no, no. no okay. No, uh, when I'm listening and consuming, I listen and consume because as you know, listening is the toughest thing to do. It's much harder than talking, right? Oh, yes. Being a good listener. And so I love to listen and consume that way. Then I get ideas. And you're asking me how I find the time. Well, remember, I have a productivity course I've been teaching for 20 years in corporate America and in public sector America, as well as now uh, small business America entrepreneurs. And it's called Gain Control of Your Day. It's a time management productivity seminar. So I know the tricks of how to get more done in less time. And people are wondering, gosh, how do you do it? Well, I know how to do it. I've been doing it for 20 years and teaching it. So um, I do have a lot of free time during the day, believe it or not. And that's when my mind spins and I start thinking about different things. And I get to what is called an episode map, which is where I have all my organizations for all my podcasts. And I spend a lot of time there, maybe about half hour every day, figuring what I'm going to say, what I want to uh, produce, and for which audiences I want. And I keep it up to date every day. It's, it's something you have to maintain. Like, kind of like an editorial calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. uh, since you've done so many podcasts and you've been podcasting for a while, what would you say is your favorite moment or the favorite things about what you do with podcasting? Uh, there are two favorite moments, Daniel. One is when you get an email or some feedback from people saying this was really great and that they follow me and they like the story and uh, they they thank me for what I'm doing in the community because one of the business models I have is I do not advertise at all in any of my podcasts. I don't like that. I've been asked to. I've been given some pretty hefty numbers because they've seen, especially in the struggling entrepreneur, what the audience uh, is and everything else. And they are still offering me advertising slots. And I say no, because I've done my surveys and I found out that my audience, which are aspiring or recently launched or in process uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners uh, if they heard me get advertising they already said according to my surveys when i took uh, the information from them that uh, it would shall we say compromise my integrity they they would probably desubscribe unsubscribe that is Hmm. Uh, some people feel that way and so i just said you know what i'm not going to advertise and it's been an integrity moment for me, and I'm glad I did it. And up to this time, I've never t- taken advertising for anything. Yeah, I I currently have ads in my podcast, like uh, our listeners will have heard earlier, the uh, spot there for Citrix. But it is a constant thing. It's more of an experiment for me, and I often listen to that or consider that. Yeah, I, tr- I, I was thinking about it when I was taking the course of podcasting secrets, 
from uh, Paul Colligan. And there were different ways of monetizing, and I chose not to go that way. I did mm-hmm. take people who wanted to um, sponsor me, but instead of a sponsorship, I only did one. I only did one sponsorship, and it was just a test. But really, with the value I gave to the person, I said, how about if I don't sponsor you? How about if I just give you some consulting instead, and I'll give you twice the amount? And they went for it, so I, I, didn't, I took down that advertisement and then went straight into just consulting uh, with them. I thought it was uh, the, best, the best way for me uh, to do it with my business model, I, and I like it. I'm very comfortable with it. And you know what? You have to test different things and see what works for you. Everyone is different, and so they may think I'm crazy, you know, turn down and leave money on the table, but... If I would have done it, uh, it, I wouldn't feel as, shall we say, free to do everything uh, that I want to. You know, when I, when I go look at my episode maps, I know that they're mine. I know that I can manipulate them any way I want and I'm not beholden to anyone. And I, that even encourages me to do more of a quality job in putting out the content that people want, that people like, and the quality that they want, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, we- sure, I'm sure you get, you get that same type of... A feeling when people send you emails and, and compliments and they, they like your show because of the quality and everything else. I sent you a couple, remember? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And certainly appreciate it. And it is, it is so fun to hear that ding and see the little notification that it's coming through the certain email account. So I know it's some feedback and it's so exciting to read and know mm-hmm. that we're helping people and people are hearing this message. Even times when it seems like we're repeating things that everyone else has said too, still people mm-hmm. will respond with, I've never heard this before. Well, that's because your audience is growing to those people who are new, and you may be the new news for deaf ears, whereas other people already have their mentors and everything, for instance. Uh, that's the first item. The second item of things that I and that really work for me besides the feedback is the fact that I'm doing something that I like, I enjoy doing it, and it's never a tiring moment for me. It's not work. And as a matter of fact, when I get up in the day, I look forward to the content that I build, and after I put it together, upload it, and publish it, I listen to it, and I just say, wow, I think someone's going to get value out of this, and they do. And so, you know, it's, it's a moment of looking at your own creation, just like you or your network. You have three podcasts, right? Yes. Right. Well, when you look at your podcasts, you look at them very proudly as a, as a, as a proud father. Well, you're going to be one pretty soon, but as a proud father, <laughs> right, you're going to get married soon. So you're going to start your own family, but... It's the moment when you look at your own creation and you say, you know what, this is good, it's quality, etc. And uh, of the ones that I thought about pod fading, I can't. The audience won't let me. <laughs> they, they look forward to the next, uh, the next episode. And some of them have been a little bit long in coming. And I told them I was trying to get uh, pod fade, but they just won't let me. So my audience is the one that says, give me more. I, I would really like to, to hear this. I'm getting value out of it. Case in point, I just uh, interviewed someone. Uh, he's going to be in episode 133, I think, of the um, struggling entrepreneur. But he wrote to me and he said, "You know what? I have this business. I, I really enjoy your show. I love what you're doing. And if you want to interview me, I have some things I would like to share with your community of what worked for me." He wants to be a mentor. Not he's trying to get traffic and he wants to improve his his visibility and awareness and all that. He was trying to give back to the community, and uh, that's the kind of kind of podcaster I, I, I want to look for. And so, you know, they, they're coming to me now with requests of being on the show. And I, I actually have a, a method and an internal checklist of who I would like to, um, of whom I would like to be dealing with and what I look for them so I could put them on the show. Not just everybody says, hey, I got a book. I want to promote it. Put me on your show. Thank you. And that's why I always have a conversation with them, either by email or 
or Skype or something just to get a feel because when you talk to them, you'll know exactly what, what they're coming from because you can sense it. I, you know, being an IBM businessman and marketing and sales for 30 years, you can kind of detect it. Uh, and then, or if I listen to their podcasts, if their podcasts are like you, I could tell in, in, you know, in your show from the first several episodes uh, what you're about. And that's why I wanted to interview you because you're an entrepreneur and you had the passion. Thank you. We are really enjoying this conversation, but I'm going to have to cut this into two parts because we're going pretty long already and we've got a lot more to talk about. So I'm going to split this into two parts right now. This will be episode 13, part one of our conversation. And be sure to come back next week and or listen to also part two of the conversation with Fred in episode 14 and make sure that you then get all of that content and you can check out all the show notes and all of that still, just like you normally do. So make sure that you check out Fred's podcast over at strugglingentrepreneur.com and check out all of the awesome stuff that he's doing. If you want to send in your questions, comments, feedback, whatever, send that to feedback at noodle.mx or call into 859-353-4332. Just please keep in mind, I am on my honeymoon right now. This is all pre-recorded, so I'm not going to listen or read anything for quite a while so please understand but it will be great to get back to the community when i'm back now that i've now that we've talked about some of the guts and taught some of the tools it's time for you to go out there and podcast with passion organization and dialogue be sure to follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and check out the other podcasts at noodle.mx Until next time, thank you for listening.